Hi, this is Dan Mendes from NextGen Venture Partners coming off of a really interesting conversation with Ray Pelikowski, the CEO of Opti Solutions. I think it's an interesting conversation about how software can make the world better, faster, cheaper. Uh, Opti Solutions helps make hotel room cleaning more efficient. I think it's also an interesting case study in a successful entrepreneur, right? Ray founded a company and exited a company very successfully, uh, thinking about what's next and joining an existing company. And so Instead of founding something new. So Opti Solutions has been around for a number of years and, and Ray is taking it from a good spot to you know what, I, what he thinks what I think is going to be a great spot. And so Ray talks about how he evaluated the opportunity, how he thought about coming into an existing company versus starting something new again. And I think that for entrepreneurs and for serial entrepreneurs and aspiring serial entrepreneurs, it's a really interesting perspective. So hope you really enjoy the conversation with Ray. Ray Pelikowski, thanks so much for spending some time with me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Dan. You're the CEO of Opti Solutions. Uh, tell us what the company does. Sure. So Opti Solutions is a, a cloud provider of uh, housekeeping optimization technology. That's a very fancy way of saying that we leverage mobile devices and put them in the hands of, of room, you know, housekeeping room attendants to optimize their daily activities. Um, so rather than using... Uh, a clipboard with their schedule for the day. They've got a mobile device in their hand and it's telling them exactly where they need to be at any given moment of the day. And then we give the uh, housekeeping supervisor a dashboard that they can configure all of the schedules uh, prior to the day starting. And we have a, a schedule optimizer that basically figures out exactly the best and most optimized route and schedule for each one of our room attendants so that they're never wasting motion throughout the day. Um, so that, that's kind of Opti in a nutshell. What's the value prop when you're talking to you know, management at the hotel company? You know, where do you begin with that question and with the numbers? Certainly. So um, it's a very easy sale when we have a, a prospect that's currently using what most people are using today, which is paper, pencil, walkie-talkies, and clipboards. Um, you know, we like to say you can't, can't manage what you can't measure, and um, we give them a, a very user-friendly, easy-to-use system that gives them all that, uh, that measurement tools. Um, so what we're able to do is save them anywhere from 10 to 15% in direct labor cost. And if you look at any one of your hotels out there in the world, the largest controllable P&L item is their housekeeping labor. Um, but yet, very few companies or properties are leveraging technology like ours. So it's a... It's a very compelling ROI pro proposition for these uh, prospects. So I, I certainly believe you when you say that your main com competition is paper and pencil. Uh, it's not uncommon, uh, in, uh, as I look at it, sort of the, the world of software and software investing. Um, and yet I'd imagine that hotels are not software-free zones, right? I'm sure they have ERP systems and things like that in them. So why is your competition paper and pencil and not some other software that's doing something similar? Well, I won't say we're the only ones out there doing it. There is some competition in the in the market. Um, what's happened is over the years, hotels have done a really good job, to your point, putting a lot of technolo technology into their operations and putting a lot of efficiency around their operations by, by using technology. Um, but I think housekeeping has kind of been that one area that people were reluctant to put technology in. Maybe it was for the adoption and they didn't think that you know, your, your typical housekeeping staff would adopt a technology like that. 
But playing off <clears throat> playing off my experience in my past life, when I, I uh, was a co-founder of Hot Schedules, we were going into restaurants 17 years ago selling labor management uh, software and expecting you know the folks that maybe never even had internet access or mobile devices to use our system. And we were blown away at how quickly people adopted that the, the technology that we gave them. And it's happening here too. So uh, whether it's us or a competitor, once you get into the into the housekeeping operations and you give them a better way of doing something, the, the adoption follows. Um, so I just think that it's been a re reluctance because of a perception in the, uh, in the market of whether or not their housekeeping staff would actually use a technology like this. Um, but now we're finally coming around and, and people are testing it out and realizing, hey, not only are they using it, but they're getting a lot of benefit out of it. And it's making their day a lot easier to, to manage. Um, so we're starting to see that, that trend kind of uh, play out. So hotel technology is is probably not the uh, industry that you read about in the news on an, on an everyday basis. And you know I find that when you're selling technology to different industries, there's a spectrum, right? So there, you know, if you're selling technology, let's say into software companies, they tend to be the earlier adopters. When you're selling it, let's say into municipal governments, that tends to be you know on the later side of, of the adoption cycle. Where, where does the hotel industry sit? Are they um, looking for you know the latest and greatest thing, or is it kind of a the slower you know uh, sales process you know resistant to technology world that you're encountering? Well, along that spectrum that you just mentioned, I think you can find that that you know that spectrum actually within a hotel property from some of the departments that are very tech centric. Um, you know, you've always had kind of a, a property management solution at the front desk, and they're always looking for ways to improve that. Um, another trend right now is to get a lot of guest-facing and guest-centric technology out there into the into the world of uh, you know the guest. Um, but if you kind of looked at the departments across the hotel, you're going to have that full spectrum. So some early adopters to very late adopters, and I think you know when we just talked about the housekeeping department, they would be on the you know the the side of the spectrum that's more of a, a late adopter. Um, but generally speaking, I think the, the industry is really looking for um, some useful technology. And they've, they've implemented some, but there's still uh, you know, a lot more to, to gain. You mentioned one challenge or one question, I guess, that when you're talking to potential buyers is the adoption rate of, of the users, of the housekeeping um, staff uh, themselves. Uh, what, you know, is, is that the biggest challenge? And, and if not, you know, what are your biggest challenges these days? So I think that would be our biggest challenge. So there's always a resistance to change. And when you take somebody that might be in a position for 10, 15, 20 years, and they've gotten very used to doing it their way, um, there's always going to be some reluctance. There's going to be some pushback. But um, what we've found is once our system is in place, it generally takes about four, four weeks for not only the, the management to get on board, but also the, the frontline um, housekeeping team. And once they realize how much easier it is to go about their day and to do their job and to, you know, that the managers are happier, the supervisors are happier, um, it, it's kind of a very uh, symbiotic relationship. Once they start using it, they'll see the benefits very quickly. But again, it's, it's that, that who moved my cheese syndrome. And uh, some, sometimes we have to fight through that a little bit. So the, the flip side of making workers more efficient is that uh, sometimes you don't need as many workers. 
Um, and I think this is sort of a broad social question. Um, there's also, you know, as, you know, sitting as an investor in lots of early stage companies, I find, you know, we're, we're commonly investing in companies that, that do make labor more efficient. And so, again, sometimes that might mean you need fewer people. And I'm curious uh, how that plays out with Opti Solutions and just kind of your personal view of that phenomenon. So in, in some of our larger installations, and again, just to remind you, we work with very, very large properties that have upwards of 4,000 rooms in their in their single hotel. Um, in a situation like that, and if you look at the way they used to do housekeeping operations, which I just mentioned to you is paper, pencil, walkie-talkies, there's so much waste in that process, um, and there's, there's, there's so much efficiency to be gained. So to your point, you're absolutely able to reduce that labor, um, which in turn reduce, reduces the labor costs and put a lot more efficiency into the, into the uh, operation. And right now, um, you know, going back to our earlier point of hotels using technology, they've put so much into the operation and gained so much efficiency, there's very few places where they can actually improve their margins. Um, and they're looking at places like housekeeping because typically they haven't, they haven't done it before. Um, so, you know, yes, we can certainly reduce the labor costs. We're going to bring a lot more efficiency into the operation and just re reduce all the waste that's, uh, that's happening um, in these properties. Now, that's on the larger scale uh, end of the market. You know, we also work with some midsize um, hotels. So taking your normal hotel installation that might be 200 to 300 rooms, we're not going to be reducing headcount, but we certainly will be putting efficiency and taking some of that waste out but also giving a much better guest experience. Um, you know, everybody loves when they come to a hotel and there's not a big queue at the front desk and maybe even they're able to check you in a lot earlier than, than your, your arrival time. Um, and that's all those things that we can do with our system. And it, it improves, you know, not only that labor cost and the efficiency side, but, but the guest experience. And we think that's a kind of a, a perfect match. Uh, let's look out over the longer-term horizon. Five years from now, where do you want Opti Solutions to be? So Opti uh, is at the beginning, I think, of a, a very um, uh, you know very successful path. Now we've been in the market for some time now, but it's taken some time to just get the market um, you know educated that not only can you use a technology like this, but you can gain the benefits that we're actually out there selling. Um, I think that. Opti has done such a great job internationally, we should be able to, to do the same thing uh, domestically here in the U.S. And um, you know, this is where the majority of the hotel rooms are. This is where the majority of the hotel decisions are made. So it would not be surprising to me that uh, you know, Opti not only will be the forerunner in, in, this, in our space, but we will continue to define it and put a lot of distance between us and our, our competitors. Uh, so you mentioned that uh, Opti has been around for a long time. Uh, you haven't been the CEO for all, all that long. So uh, uh, what was your thought process? How, how did you decide to take this leap and, uh, and, and run a company that had been around for a while? When I first was introduced to Opti, it was almost a year ago. And um, I had exited a business. I mentioned that I started or co-founded a company called Hot Schedules. 17 years ago, we grew to a very sizable organization um, and I had the, the opportunity to, to exit the business a couple of years ago. I've been staying very close to the startup world. Um, I knew I was looking for something that was in the hospitality technology field. I wanted uh, a company that had some good referenceable customers and some meaningful revenue. Well, Opti kind of checked all those boxes I was looking for, and it was also 
uh, a technology that kind of played to, to, to my strengths. Um, it, with hot schedules, we did the exact same thing. We found a very manual scheduling process that was all done in paper and pencil and Excel spreadsheets, put some great technology around it, put it in the hands of the users and made a very easy to use system um, and it took off. And I think Opti has the, the same potential in front of it. Um, the, the reason why it's been you know around for so long is it was started in Australia. They never had the funding to get it really outside of Australia. Um, they've been able to sell into some additional markets, but never been able to crack into the U.S. market. So with the additional funding that we're raising now with, uh, with, with me on board and, and uh, some of the leadership that I'm bringing in, I think that Opti is, is really well positioned now for growth. You uh, co-founded Hot Schedules and then, uh, and then you know, uh, led it for uh, quite a long time. What was it like coming into a company that you hadn't co- you know, founded? And, it's, and it sounds like as you were looking out for your next thing, you, know, you were looking to, um, to join an, or, uh, an organization that was up and running. W- why not found something to begin with? Is it because you, know, you just sort of liked, the, the liked things you know, a couple years in? Or how, what was your thought process there? So what I would say there is that um, coming into a company that was already established and knowing where I come from in the past, where I took a, a concept from from you know the back of a napkin to a very successful large organization, um, I had a lot to bring to the table for a company that was in the in the position that Opti was in at the time. Uh, I've gone through a number of fundraisings. I've gone through building um, teams, not only the technology side but the sales side. Um, so there was a lot of things when I looked at Opti from kind of the outside in that were some low-hanging fruit uh, items that I could really start helping with. One is just getting the, the sales organization actually um, started. They had not been using a kind of a, a typical sales um, model for their for selling the technology. So that was an easy one. Um, a lot of there was a lot of waste in such a small company, um, and we were very distributed. So, you know, being the size that we are, we need to be very narrowly focused. Um, so defining the markets we're going to go after, the, the actual properties that we're going to go after, all those things are very, um, you know, tactical, but yet is a, you know, it, would, it will give Opti kind of that, um, that nudge forward that they need. So why I didn't go found, find or found another company, um, I kind of wanted to bring my skills and, and what I've learned in the past to a company that was um, in the position that Opti was in, that they just needed a little bit of leadership and uh, some direction and some focus, and luckily I found one. Um, you know, I, I can't tell you I was actually looking for this exact match, but it, it worked out really well. You mentioned some of the criteria that that you were looking for, um, and then you know, I, I'd imagine you know you identify Opti as sort of meeting those criteria, but then I'd imagine there, there's a much deeper dive, right? And you're you know getting to know the company and, and doing your diligence. And I'd imagine that's, um, uh, I guess, a special kind of diligence effort when you're you're saying, I'm not just going to put my money in, I'm going to, and I'm not just going to be an employee. I'm going to be the CEO, and I'm going to be the public face of this company going forward. So, what what did that diligence effort look like for you before you you know decided to to join and to become the CEO? Well, something that, um, you know, again, I, I, I lean on from my past experience is that it's all about the team and the culture. And the very first thing I wanted to do is make sure that the team that was currently in Opti was one that I could not only get along with, but I could thrive with. 
Um, and one, one person in particular, the founder, his name is Zanka Weiss. Um, he is a, he came from the industry. He, he fell in love with the problem. He's an incredible uh, visionary and just somebody that I knew that we could really, um, you know, work well together and parlay each other's strengths. So that was important to me. Um, and, and the foundation that I found that we have at Opti and, and the way the team actually interacts with each other and um, it's, it's everybody's kind of rowing the, the, the same direction, which I think is very important. Um, that was the first and foremost thing that I was looking for. You know, the other thing is that um, there had to have been a, a market that we can go after. And knowing, you know, that this is a, a technology that, you know, as we mentioned earlier, could have some adoption issues, I wanted to make sure that the market was ready for this. And knowing that we defined that market eight, nine years ago, um, I wanted to make sure that it was still right for us to, to kind of grow. And once I realized that through some discussions of my, in my own network and outside of my network, that people are really looking for something like this. Um, I was pretty excited about, about joining the team. Um, so yeah, the team and the, the culture was very important to me. Knowing that we had the technology that would solve a problem that's actually out there was important to me. And then also just the market potential. Uh, so those things combined kind of gave me the, the confidence that this is something not only did I want to invest in, but also take on the leadership role. There are uh, a lot of entrepreneurs who are going to listen to this, um, a lot of serial entrepreneurs, or at least or prospective serial entrepreneurs, um, right, who have had some success in, a, in an initial company, have, have, um, are now maybe looking for the next thing. Wondering if you have any advice for folks who are thinking about the path that you've gone down, which is... Um, you know, going to a smaller company um, and taking over there, but an existing company. Uh, any thoughts for, for people who are thinking about that path? Sure. And, and I found myself in that, in that zone, if you will, for about 18 months because I, you know, had to decide what I wanted to do next, right? Did I want to go take a, a company like this um, to the next level? Did I want to go join a company that was already very well established? Or did I want to go off and start something else uh, on my own? Um, Again, I think it has to come down to what are you passionate about? And I told you what I what I was looking for is something that was around the hospitality technology that was solving a real problem that I could see the impact um, on our users and, and I could get, you know, I could rally around. Um, without that, I don't think it, it would, I would be serving myself or, or the company any justice by taking on this role. So. Um, for me, and I, and I look back to what kept me going with hot schedules for 17 years. It was the it was the passion for the business. It was the the fact that I fell in love with the problem, um, and I found myself doing the same thing here with Opti. So, I, I guess my only advice there is is never jump into something just to pass the time. Make sure you really got that passion for it. Ray Pelikowski, thanks so much for spending some time with me today. Thanks so much, Dan. I appreciate it.